Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 or so minutes, but each day, seven days a week, we get into God's Word. We encourage you always to share these studies with everybody you can. Help them grow in their faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in His Word through these short studies every day helps us to be strong in our faith. Help people you know by sharing these, these short studies, getting them into God's Word. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody come to God for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody get to heaven, and that'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about at least eight wiles of the devil. We use as our basic text of Scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, where the Apostle Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hmm. I like that word wiles, W-I-L-E-S. It means schemings or whatever ways the devil might use to try to pull us down away from God and into sin and eternal condemnation. Now, Paul goes on and he lists a number of implements of spiritual armor that God has provided for us to enable us to stand effectively against the wiles of the devil. And so he talks about girding our waist with truth and putting on the breastplate of righteousness and shotting our feet with the gospel, with the preparation of the gospel of peace and taking the shield of faith, putting on the helmet of salvation and, and wielding the sword of the spirit and remembering to pray. Reading on down through verse 18. Well, we need to be wearing that spiritual armor every day, all day long, because the devil is out there all the time every day, all day long, trying to bring us down. The Apostle Peter described him as our gravest enemy, 1 Peter chapter three, uh, chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. But he says we can resist him steadfast in the faith if we stay steadfast in the faith. Well, what are the wiles or the schemings? What are the ways that the devil uses to try to pull us into sin? We've talked about several of those already. He likes to stay in stealth mode beneath the surface so that we don't recognize that he is behind the temptations trying to lead us into sin. Also bluffing, trying to make us think, you know, that's not really sinful, that act there. You, know, you can cheat on your wife now and then. It's okay. Everybody's doing it. No, nothing wrong with it. You're going to be fine. She's never going to find out. That's not wrong. Yeah, or whatever the temptation might be, he tries to bluff us into thinking that wrong is right and that right is wrong. Doubt is another one. Doubt. Planting doubts in our mind. Do you think that that verse of Scripture really means what it says? Do you think God really is going to punish you for sin? Do you think God is really going to let you be in eternal condemnation in hell? Don't you think God loves you? Or 
Do you, do you really think you should believe in God? Well, all kinds of doubts he plants in our mind. Let's look at another one, perversion. Perverting God's word is a device that Satan used to lead the Galatians, the churches of Galatia, astray, or at least to attempt to lead them astray. In Galatians chapter 1, and we look at verses 6 through 9, but I'm not going to read all of those verses. I want to look at verse 6 to begin with. I marvel, the Apostle Paul says, writing this letter to the churches of Galatia, that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. And then he says, which is not another, because you see, once you change the gospel, it's no longer the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you can't, you can't adjust it in some way and have it still be the gospel that comes from God through Jesus Christ. It's not the gospel anymore. So he says, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. They want to pervert the gospel of Christ. In other words, distort it. Well, perversion is a real tool of the devil. Unbelieving theologians, and that should be an oxymoron, they do Satan's work for him. Some argue for a belief of universalism and salvation without Christ, and some defend ungodly behavior. There are many, I say, I say many, a number of different churches now that are openly recognizing uh, same-sex marriage as being okay, as being godly, and even ordaining open homosexuals as ministers of God's word. Now, you see, we're talking about a means, a while of the devil called perversion. Quaker theologians Philip Gully and James Mulholland wrote, if grace is true, why, why God will save every person? They argue in that particular writing that all men, regardless of beliefs or behaviors, will be saved. Well, then what do we need the church for? What do we need the Bible for? If that's true, they assert God's will is the redemption of the whole world. They say, my faith is not based primarily on theological reasoning. I believe because God whispered in my ear. Well, what if he didn't whisper in my ear or your ear? They claim that Jesus challenged slavish devotion to the written word. He invited his followers to step out of the rigid restraint of the letter of the law to experience the liberating power of grace. Uh, they need to go back and read those texts of Scripture again more carefully and understand the context and the application Jesus was making. Gully and Mulholland, they believe that impenitent murderers rapists and child molesters will be saved and in heaven. Now, understand that, that qualifying term, impenitent, that is, without repentance, without seeking God's forgiveness. They believe they'll be in heaven. That's interesting, because 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21 say that they will not be in heaven. So what they're writing, Gully and Mulholland, is in direct contradiction to what God's word says. 
Jesus said in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, that most people are going down the wrong road to eternal destruction. And only the few are heading down the pathway of truth that leads to, and that is God's truth, that leads to eternal life. Well, again, direct contradiction to what these two writers, Gully and Mulholland, have written down. John Killinger wrote, 10 things I learned wrong from a conservative church. One thing he learned wrong, he said, was that Jesus is the only way to God. (laughs) Interesting. Where'd he come up with that? Because Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14 and verse 6. And he said that on the evening of his betrayal. The next day he'd be hanging on the cross. Well, who should we believe? It is arrogant to claim to know more about God than Jesus knew and to claim to know more about God than the Bible teaches us about God. In the challenge of the cults and new religion, Ron Rhodes denied that Christians must be holy to be saved. He has a section entitled, Maintaining Holiness is Not a Condition of Salvation. Well, that's interesting because once again, it directly contradicts what God's word says and teaches. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Hebrews 12 and verse 14. Pursue is present tense in the Greek there and means continue to follow peace and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Again, Hebrews 12 and verse 14. Well, we could look at all kinds of other attempts at perverting the word of God, changing it to say something that it does not say. As we read the close, virtually the close of the last book of the Bible, the Revelation, We look at chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, and here we read, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. The plagues. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy anything, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. See, you can't change what the Bible says and still be right with God. God's word means what it says. We need to understand that. We need to accept it, and we need to apply it properly to our lives. And people who want to change God's word to say something other than what it says That's perverting God's word. That's perversion of God's word. People who would teach you something that is in direct contradiction to what the Bible teaches, they're teaching perversion, spiritual perversion. Now, we think about perversion from all kinds of sexual applications, and we certainly see that all around us. People living in perverted sexual lifestyles, That's glorified by our culture right now. And we're told that we ought to recognize that as being 
moral. When not very many years ago, it was openly recognized as being immoral. All kinds of sexual perversion. We need to open our eyes. We need to stop trying to explain away evil as being okay. The scriptures teach us that godliness is righteous and that anything that contradicts God's teachings is unrighteous, is ungodly, is sinful, and ultimately destructive to our eternal well-being. We'll continue next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to stand on guard effectively and powerfully against the devil's wiles, his stealth, his bluffing, attempts to bluff us, his attempts to plant doubt in our minds, and all of the perversion of your teachings, your word, your truth, that he tries to convince us is okay, tries to help us to believe that, no, it doesn't really mean that. Help us to recognize when people are trying to change your word, and that's perversion. Help us to stand strong against such. And help us to be the examples to people around us who have been taken in by the wiles of the devil. Please, Father, please forgive us. We pray, gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.